Hello, and welcome to Uncommon Intuition. I'm your host, Christy Hansel. On this week's episode, I'm going to do a story time. This was all spurred from an experience that I had with one of my friends. She was about 45 minutes away from me, and she was confiding in me that she was having a really bad day. Her anxiety was through the roof. She couldn't calm down. Her mind was racing. She couldn't even slow her breathing. And as she told me the story, I just had such compassion for her because I knew, I knew exactly how that felt. I've experienced that many times myself, but I also knew there was a way that I could help her and it may work or it may not work, but I was going to give it a try. I took a deep breath and I started to do energy work on her. I intentionally set out to calm her spirit to slow her breathing, and to clear her mind. I didn't let her know that I was doing this, but on her next text message to me, I replied back with, I think you'll be feeling calmer soon. And she was like, gosh, I hope so. And a couple more minutes went by, and then I got a text from her. Oh my gosh, what did you do to me? My mind is calm. I am... I'm calm. I can breathe normally. What's going on? What did you do? You're amazing. The energy healing that I sent her worked through the distance, through visualization, through energy healing techniques, and she felt it. She experienced it. It had made an impact. It made a difference for her. I later that night had got a message from her that said, wow, I am still feeling so calm and so relaxed. I cannot believe that that has happened. From where I was this morning to where I am tonight, it's a night and day difference. Thank you so much. So that spurred me on. I was curious now. Um, If you don't know me, I'm a very curious individual. I am a, a big skeptic, even a skeptic of my own abilities sometimes. I have to test things. I really have to experience things in order to believe it. So when I was younger and just starting out on my spiritual journey and my spiritual awakening, when I was getting into energy healing, I didn't fully buy into this concept. I really, truly had to experience it for myself because you can't understand this with your logical mind, especially when you've never experienced anything like it before, it just doesn't make any sense. You can't comprehend. You can't wrap your mind around it. It's just unexplainable. So I had went through, I think it was Reiki level one and two with my Reiki master. And she had shared a story with us about how she spent a weekend with her good friend. And her good friend just loved crystals so much and actually did a crystal healing on Alfred who was, by the way, my Reiki master, she said it was the most serene experience and the things that she was experiencing and having trouble with health-wise, after she did the crystal healing, they all like vanished. And I was like, no, is this like the placebo effect? There's no way. But it piqued my interest enough that I wanted to experience it. Or rather, I wanted to watch it happen. I wanted you know, if I was going to get the service, I wanted to make it worthwhile. I wanted to understand it and really experience it. But 
being an empath and being a caregiver and a nurturer, I knew that my husband needed healing more than I did. So, you know, a little bit of background on my ex-husband there. He worked at Aveda, so he was around salons and spas and massages and all sorts of alternative uh, modalities through those shows that he went to. So he was very open. So when I mentioned, hey, would you be interested in having a crystal healing? Would you try it? And he's like, sure, I'll try it. I'll try anything once. And so I made arrangements that the crystal healer, and I'm a terrible person, I've forgotten her name, but I remember how she looked and how she walked, how she talked. But I set up an appointment with her and she came to the house. I had already set up my massage table and I had Steve laying on the massage table all ready to go. I remember he was wearing a black Metallica shirt and I was like, wow, this is very zen, you know. And as she came in, she was a a smaller framed older woman with gray hair. And she had on like one of those jumpsuit jackets, you know, the jogger pantsuit situation. She had on one of those. And she was carrying with her this basket. It was like a Mary Poppins basket. She would reach her hand in and she would pull out a different crystal every time she went in there. She also carried sage with her but only one leaf, which I thought was peculiar. I asked her about the sage. Why, why don't you have a bundle? Why are you only carrying one leaf of sage? And she said, you only need one leaf. You burn it, it'll burn slow, and it'll go out when its job is done. You don't need to burn the whole bundle. That's wasteful. I remember that distinctly because from that moment on, the way I cleansed changed. I didn't use sage bundles. I used just one sage leaf. And it does the trick. But anyways, back to the crystal healing. So Steve is on the massage table with his Metallica t-shirt. And uh, we'll call her Judy. (laughs) Judy's walking around kind of assessing the situation. And she's explaining things to me. She's saying, what I do is crystal healing, but I call it crystal surgery. And she told me who she learned it from. I think it was the Four Winds group there in Cincinnati. And she went to work. She reached in and she pulled out a clear quartz crystal that was pointed. And as if using a scalpel, she ran the crystal straight from the top of Steve's head all the way down the middle of his back, all the way down to his feet. It really looked like she was performing surgery. She essentially had sliced open his energetic field or his aura. And then she reached into her basket again and grabbed a smoky quartz. And she started working with this quartz. And she was telling me her hands were just like moving this way and that. And I was just like, this is so weird. It's so bizarre. Like nobody would believe this. I remember thinking that in my head. And as if she could mind read, she turned to me and said, you need to experience this yourself. You need to feel this and understand this. And I was like, okay. I was very uncertain. I I was hesitant to do it, but I was like, I'll give it a shot. So she put the quartz in my hand 
and she asked me to take a motion as if dipping down about two inches away from his body and then running the crystal diagonally and then scooping it upwards as if I was raking something up out of his aura. And oh my gosh, when I did this diagonal movement, the crystal got heavier and heavier. And as I scooped upwards, I could feel the weight. It felt dense and mossy and mucky. And I was like, I feel like I can't pull it any further. I I felt like I was stuck where I was at. I can't scoop any further. It won't go any higher. And she goes, you need to scoop again. So I scooped again. And this time I felt it almost crawl up my fingertips and then back down to the crystal. And I scooped. And each time I scooped, his aura got a little bit lighter, more airy, until I couldn't feel that muck just clinging on. It was kind of like, you know, like slime. When you pull it, even though you're pulling it away from itself, it's still stuck to the other half. And you have to really pull all of it together in order to get it up and get it out of the way. That's what I could relate this to. And I kind of turned to her. That was enough for me. I had experienced it. There was something to it. And she went back into her basket and pulled out a rose quartz. She pulled out an amethyst. She pulled out fluoride. She started placing these crystals around his body. And she said, I need to work here on his shoulder. There's some past trauma on the shoulder. There's something that's stuck there. Almost as if she was filling in a scantron sheet. She started kind of laser beaming the crystal right at his shoulder. Almost like scratching a scratch-off ticket. And his shoulder jumped. And, you know, where he was almost asleep, now he's like, whoa, what was that? He felt it. He could sense that. He's like, I feel like you're stitching me up. I feel like I'm getting stitches. What's going on? And she's like, one more moment and it'll be alleviated. And sure enough, in one more moment, he wasn't tense anymore. His shoulder dropped back down to the massage table and he was like, wow, I feel like I can rotate my shoulder all the way. That's, that's insane. He's like, keep doing what you're doing. That's amazing. And as she went down to his midsection on his left-hand side, she said, I feel like you're being pulled apart by horses, piece by piece. I feel like you were set on fire. And it burned and it burned and you couldn't get any relief. I see smoke coming out of it. I mean, she was describing all of this with a fluorite crystal in her hand. She was describing all of this. And I was kind of chuckling at that point, kind of smirking. And I know that Steve had to be thinking the same thing I was thinking. So what Judy did not know was that when Steve was about 13 years old, he was burning a tree stump with gasoline and he had caught himself on fire on his left side and he was by himself He had to stop, drop, and roll. And if it wasn't for the neighbors who happened to look out the window at that time, he probably would have been burnt more severely. So that burning sensation that she was picking up on and seeing the smoke come out of from the crystal, as she said, that was very accurate. I knew exactly what she was talking about. 
And Steve, as she was working, was saying things like, it feels really cold. I'm getting the shivers. It's so cold. It's so cold. What's going on? Can you give me a blanket? And she's like, that's that heat releasing from you. All that trapped energy is releasing from you. So I wasn't a skeptic any longer. There was something to this crystal healing. It was it was legit. There was something to it. And I understood that the crystals were a tool that amplified energy, that could transmute energy, that could raise energy. So I understood that this was real, which only further spurred me on to more and more looking at different things. Through my spiritual awakening, I had to experience things. That's how I learned. That's how I grew with this is I went to astrologers. I went to psychics. I went to energy healers, Reiki, quantum touch, acupuncture, healing touch. You name it. I've tried it. Cranial sacral therapy. I've experienced it. And every time, even if it was a bad experience or a good experience, I was learning from that. Oh, this is what I would do different. This is how I would do it. Okay, that's good to remember. I'm going to keep that. I'm going to put that in my playbook. So I learned, I spent a lot of money doing this, you know, it wasn't always free. There was sometimes exchanges, you know, if I found another practitioner, I'd say, hey, I'll give you Reiki, you give me quantum touch, you know, but I did spend a lot of money getting this education and really kind of expanding my own intuition and my own understanding of myself. But, you know, I never fully embraced, I've never fully embraced uh, the energy healing aspect. I know there's something to it. I know there's validity there. And I know that I'm powerful with it. So much so, when I learned healing touch, my teachers were upset with me. They were upset that I already knew about the chakra system and the energy fields. They were upset I had already read the books that they were telling us to read. I had already been there, done that. They were upset that I was being a better instructor to my teammates that were learning at the same time. They wanted me to stay quiet. And they made an example out of me. You see, I'm sensitive to energy. So whenever I receive energy healing, My body will jump and pop and all kinds of things. It's quite the spectacle. I knew that. They must have sensed that. So they put me on the table in front of the whole class and started doing energy work on me. And they were like, you need to loosen up. You need to let go. But I couldn't. My guard was up and it was up for a good reason. Things were happening. I said, it feels like somebody is stabbing me through the heart. What is going on? Somebody stop this. This is not comfortable anymore. You're not doing this right. And they wouldn't give me any answers. And I didn't like that because I, I'm a curious person and it causes me more anxiety to not know. Just describe the energy. Describe what's going on with me so that I understand. Also in that same class was when the instructor got on the table And I had to do energy healing for her. She said to me very specifically, stop directing the energy. Let it go. You're just supposed to let it flow. And I was like, yes, I know, but your hip hurts you and I want to help you. 
let me direct the energy to where it needs to go. And she said, no, no, you're not supposed to do that. That's not how any of this works. I don't know where you got your training previously, but this is not how it works. And so that little seed right there that she said to me, I know you're getting angry. I was angry too. That little seed was planted in me to say, don't trust your own intuition. You don't know what you're talking about. You're not supposed to direct energy. So what if that place hurts? That's not where you're supposed to give the energy to. That's not where you're supposed to pay attention to. You're just supposed to let it flow and go. And I get that. I get that concept of just letting the energy kind of flow where it needs to go. And it will do what it needs to do. But you see, I'm gifted. But it was squelched in that moment. And it stayed squelched for quite some time after that. So I had several experiences as I am doing energy healing on other people, friends and family mostly. And there's something I learned with it. When I tried energy healing, meaning try to let the energy flow, try to do what I'm supposed to do, try to do everything by the book. When I tried, I was actually using it out of my energy. So we talk about conduits. And one of our listeners actually had a really good question about a conduit. We'll let her ask that question and I'll come back to finish my story. Hi, it's Lori. And I had a question about what it means to be a conduit. I had been told a while back that I was a conduit, and I'm unsure of what exactly that means. This is a great question, and... The short answer is a conduit is a channel. You're channeling. You're channeling chi, universal life force energy, or you're channeling a message from the divine. Basically, a conduit is not of you. It's through you. You're the message giver. You're the energy conduit. That's the short end of the story. I wish it was more elaborate, but it really is a conduit. Think of how metal is a conduit for electricity. That's basically what a conduit is, energetically speaking, metaphysically speaking. You're the vessel that gives from not of yourself. And that's the key. And this is where my story picks back up from not of yourself. So as I was doing energy healing when I was younger and I was trying to do everything by the book, I was trying out of myself. So what was happening was I was actually pushing my energy, my aura onto the person that was on the table, which is really unhealthy. First of all, who wants somebody else's energy? Like, ugh. Um, And second of all, that made their energy exchange with mine. So I was giving them my energy and I was taking on their crap. So after an energy healing session, I felt horrible. And sometimes my client didn't feel great either. Yeah, it wasn't a good experience. And through that, I became even more timid with energy healing. This isn't a good experience. 
bad things can happen when I'm doing energy healing. I, I don't like this. So I stopped doing it and I didn't do it for a while. And I remember how it changed. I read an article once, it was by a shaman, and he was talking about energy healing, and it made everything click for me. He said, it's like a faucet. Once you turn the water on, and the water goes through the hose, there's nothing, no debris, nothing that can come back through the hose. So it's a one-way street, basically. And that made total sense to me. So energy healing, once you channel... Once you become a conduit, once you stop trying of yourself and just be, then you're truly just having that energy go through you and to the person that you're working on. So it's not your energy, it's universal, it's divine energy, it's chi, it's life force, that sort of thing. And that was a game changer for me. But another game changer on the opposite end, I've got like this ping pong back and forth that happened with me. You know, I got knocked down in the healing touch situation. I go for my third Reiki um, class, my master class. And, you know, they taught me a technique of transmuting energy. So, you know, you act like a siphon, so to speak, where you siphon the energy of the person through you like a conduit and then out you know, out through your other hand. So through one hand and out through the other hand. And if you don't do this technique properly, then you're just left with this garbage sitting inside of you. So I only, you know, when I started doing that technique, I thought it was so cool. And I was doing it. And then I realized, oh, crap, if you're not really careful, then you can do more harm to yourself than you're doing good for somebody else. So I only do that technique now on a limited basis, on if it's severe pain or severe trauma, and there's no other way to get that energy to budge than to siphon it off. And then I'm very particular when I do it. But that's, that's the finer details, right? Let's cut back to my friend and her need uh, with anxiety. For a long time, I've had this on-again, off-again relationship with the energy healing. I've never really stepped fully into it. I've never really claimed it. Much like I wasn't claiming my intuition until here recently, I I fully stepped into my intuition and I trust it now and I understand it better now, but it took me a long time to get here. Well, I'm getting there with the energy healing as well, because with this experience that I had with my dear friend, you know, and her saying, hey, this worked and it worked through distance and you didn't have to do any big, you know, mumbo jumbo or anything like that. It was just channeling. It was just being, visualizing, doing intention work. So with that, I parlayed that into a TikTok live. So for those of you who don't know, I am on TikTok lives on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and that's where I do free readings. And this particular TikTok live, I decided, let's try something. I want to test this. It was my testing ground. There was a bunch of guinea pigs there, so to speak. They were willing participants. And I said, hey, this is what we're going to do. I'm going to call on you. If you're open to, you know, having energy healing, give me a green heart, put your first name in the comment section, and then I would tune into one of them. I would scan their body. I would say, hey, this is what I'm picking up on. This is what I'm doing. And what I want you to do afterwards is tell us, 
Did you feel something? Did you not feel anything? How did it feel? Did it relate? Did it make sense? Did it change? Did it work? What's going on? Tell me. So I did this a few times and remarkably, I was amazed. You know, there was a a girl that was in there that she, well, girl, woman, uh, female, uh, was experiencing some severe menstrual cramps. She said she was in the fetal position pretty much all day. And she was one of the first people that I chose to work on. And I told her what I was doing and everything. And she said, yeah, I felt that. I felt when you were doing this. She had confirmed immediately, yes, it feels like they've lessened. I feel like I can, you know, sit up a straight a little bit more. And then later on in the TikTok live, she came on and she was like, this is crazy. I am still like, I don't have the cramps anymore. I don't have the cramps anymore. This is amazing. I worked on somebody else's. Um, I, I tuned in with her and headaches and jaw issues and neck pain. And she said she felt it. It was amazing. I was getting confirmation after confirmation that this was working. And I wasn't prompting. I I fully expected. I was like, hey, if you don't experience anything, that's fine too. I just want to know. I want to see how this is working or not working. And more often than not, I was getting confirmation. So this spurred all of the storytelling. I've been thinking about my journey and how I was, you know, 20 years ago versus how I am now and how I'm really stepping into that power now, how I know that I can change the environment around me, how I know I can help others that are in need, how I know I can intuit things. It's really an amazing feeling, and it sounds very egotistical, but I feel like I'm finally using my gift in the way that I am supposed to be using my gift. And it feels amazing to have all those dots connected, all those pieces come into play, everything to start making sense. And it's amazing to see it in action, to see confirmation and affirmation from others as well. It's not in my head. I experience it, and others can experience it as well. And that's my story about energy healing, crystal healing, doubting myself, and coming back to home. Up next, a card reading. So I had the story of energy healing. I think it's only fitting that we use the Archangel Raphael Healing Oracle Card Deck by Doreen Virtue. I've pulled three cards ahead of time. And the first card says meditation. Dear Archangel Raphael, please meditate with me and guide my mind and body to focus upon peace, health, and wellness. It has a woman sitting Indian style with her hands in the position of Om, and an angel, it looks like Mother Mary, the angel does, standing over this woman. And from the angel's hands are two rainbows that stream together and go into the woman's crown chakra. This is about peace of mind, aligning all of your chakras from your root to your crown all of the chakras spinning in alignment with one another. 
This doesn't happen very often, but when it does, you are transcended. The next card actually says relationship. It says, Dear Archangel Raphael, thank you for helping and guiding all of my relationships upon the path of love. It has a man and a woman sitting on a log, talking almost in friendly banter. And in behind them, there's an angel that looks like what I can only describe as Jesus. And everybody's wearing sandals in this picture. I don't know. It's throwing me off a little bit. But, you know, when I see this card and it's part of a health deck, that tells me there's something to do with relationships and how they're affecting our health. And isn't that true? When we give too much of ourselves to another person or even to the relationship itself, things are out of balance. And that imbalance can cause physical and mental and emotional anguish. So recognizing when it's time to leave a relationship, recognizing when you need to put boundaries within a relationship, those are all important factors. The last card says sunlight. It says, Dear Archangel Raphael, please help me enjoy the benefits of sunshine in safe and healthy ways. It looks like an angel is standing in an orange orchard. That's a tongue twister. And he's got a basket of oranges. He's very buff and muscular. He has some uh, cornrows in his hair. And he has this beautiful purple cloth around his waist. And he's got this bright yellow-green halo. You know, when I see that yellow-green halo around um, people's heads, it's always the teacher, the speaker, the leader, the thinker. You often see that halo depicted around ascendant masters, Jesus, Buddha, Krishna. So when I see sunlight and I'm relating this to health, I think of vitamin D3, not D2, vitamin D3. It actually helps your hormones and process all of that, helps with seasonal affective disorder, helps your mood, but also sunlight. When was the last time you actually went outside and didn't have a phone and wasn't distracted, wasn't driving, but actually sat outside and enjoyed being outside. And how important that is, especially for us in the Northern Hemisphere, where we might start experiencing some cold winter months with some darkness. That we got to squeeze every little bit of sunlight we can before that deep winter hits So pay attention. If this is you and this is your card, you might be affected more seasonally this year than you have in the past. So take precautions. Up next, a meditation. Today's meditation is less of a meditation and more of an assurance of process and change and healing, and how sometimes healing can look like a healing crisis. This is something we learn about in energy healing, that after you've performed energy work, sometimes you can have a healing crisis. I often reflect and say that this is much akin to putting a facial mask on, a mud mask on, And then it pulls out all the impurities in your skin. And the next day you end up with a breakout because it pulled it forth. And so sometimes energy healing can have a healing crisis. 
Sometimes when we try to release a pattern, the whole situation seems to get worse for a while. This is not a bad thing. It is a sign that the situation is beginning to move. You're working on increasing prosperity and you lose your wallet. Improving relationships and you have a fight. Becoming healthy and you catch a cold. Trying to lose weight and you break your diet. You're working on expressing your creative talents and abilities and then you get fired from them. Sometimes the problem moves in a different direction and we begin to understand and see more. You see, all of this is to say, once you begin working on something, it might get worse before it gets better. And I don't want you to be discouraged because that's like movement. You know, think about turning on your hot water. Sometimes it takes a while for that hot water to come through, but eventually it does. That cold will turn to hot. So if you're working on healing yourself and things aren't going as planned, they're getting worse before they get better, just keep pushing through and know that this is part of the process. Be well. Until next time. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to learn more, you can go to uncommonintuition.com. You can tune in next Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode of Uncommon Intuition. Until then.